Hello, my name is Angela Graves and you're listening to Success in the Single Parent. This podcast is intended to inspire, motivate, and educate single parents, both men and women, by sharing my journey and what I learned about being a single parent. You're listening to episode four. In this episode, I want to share with you my journey through self-care and self-esteem. Being a single parent can be overwhelming. You're the CEO, the chief executive officer of your family. You're responsible for leading and making major decisions. You have goals and strategies, sidebar, and if you don't, we'll talk about that in a future episode, so keep listening. You manage the income, you determine the expenditures or what you spend your money on and how much gets spent. You handle human resources issues like designing roles and responsibilities for yourself and for your kids inside and outside of the home. You determine compensation and benefits. For example, whether you pay an allowance or plan events like going to dinner, going to the park, the zoo, museums, the beach, or maybe even something special like Disney, Universal, Legoland, Six Flags, and other places of amusement. But you're also the police enforcing the rules, the teacher, the counselor, the cook, the housekeeper, the pet sitter, and so on. These days, most parents, single or not, lead a busy life. This often leaves very little time for self-care, which can lead to guilt, shame, emotional distress, feeling isolated, feeling overwhelmed, feeling exhausted, financial difficulties, conflict, and more. I know because I was struggling. I wasn't getting much done at work because I was always helping someone else get their work done. Then when I would get home, I had a whole new set of tasks that needed to be done with my children in our home. I didn't get much support from friends or other family because they seemed to think that because I wasn't at work, I didn't have anything to do. I would get comments such as, well, you can take care of that later or another day, but I really couldn't because I had other tasks that needed to get done later in another day. (laughs) Or one of my favorites, not. Your house is always clean. Hmm, I wonder how it got that way. To top it off, I was trying to go to school to earn my master's degree so I could advance my career and make a better way for my children. So much of my work work got done in the wee hours of the night after I finished my schoolwork and my homework, the things that I needed to get done with my home and my kids sometimes suffered and often didn't get done simply because I was trying to help friends and other family or was simply too tired. Now, I know you're saying to yourself, why didn't you just tell the people at work you didn't have time to help them do their jobs? Well, part of my job was to help others do their job by giving them guidance and answer questions to ensure the job they were doing was compliant with federal and local policies. That takes time. And if you're burned out like I was, it takes even more time to do the research, gather your thoughts, and put it all together in an easily understandable format. 
The other part of my job had deliverables, like reports, documents, upgrades, changes, or any other tangible item as part of an overall project. Deliverables generally have deadlines, which means they had to get done if I wanted to keep my job and get paid. So then you say, well, why didn't you just tell your friends and other family that you didn't have time? Well, I did. And they told me I worked too much. I could do that other stuff later or another day. And I needed to take a break for my own good. Well, they were right. I did work too much and I did need a break. However, putting off my work or not doing my work was not an option. What I learned at is that for me, success is properly managing my time and saying no to things that didn't align with my schedule. I learned to block off time during my workday for answering questions, and if the questions came in after my allotted time period, it got answered the next day. I also set aside time for my deliverables and went on do not disturb during that time. Obviously, I made myself available for emergencies, but I changed my definition of emergency to real emergency. I did the same thing at home. I made time for God, I made time for my kids, I made time for my friends and family, and I gave myself some time for taking care of my home, including paying bills, grocery shopping, laundry, car care, all of that. Now mind you, that's a lot to do, so some of it was scheduled daily, some weekly, some monthly, and so on. And if something didn't align with my schedule, well, it had to wait. I have to tell you, that was not easy. People were used to interrupting me and getting what they wanted. And when that changed, suddenly I no longer cared, I was mean, I worked too much, I was letting the job control my life, and so on. When in fact, that wasn't the case at all. On the contrary, I was finally taking control of my own life. This was crucial for my success at home, at work, and at school. I needed real quality time in order to focus on the things that were important to me and my kids. This was my life. So why was I letting someone else run it? Well, I'll tell you why. I had low self-esteem. In other words, I had a very low opinion of myself. Basically, I didn't value who I was. I believed the two lies that society tells us. Well, they tell us a lot of lies, but I believe these two. And actually, there's a song by Matt West called Truth Be Told that illustrates it so well. Lie number one, I wanted people to think that I had it all together. Because, lie number two, I believed everyone else's life was perfect, except mine. Well, we all know that none of us is perfect. We even say it. Nobody's perfect. The problem is, I don't think we believe it. I know I didn't. And when I tried to align my life to be like someone else's, or what I thought someone else's life was like, I was believing the lies. I knew they were lies. Nobody's perfect. So why did I believe that? It was all about fear. Fear that if I wasn't perfect, the people around me wouldn't love, accept, or approve of me. Fear that 
If something went wrong, I would lose my job, my friends, my influence, my status, my image of perfection, fear that people would judge me, or even worse, cancel me. What I learned is that fear is a liar. Yet another good song, this one by Zach Williams. Through my faith, I learned that I am loved, I am accepted, and it doesn't require me to be perfect. Success for me came when I decided to be my authentic self and live my life according to my values and my God-given purpose. That's when I truly started living my life and not just doing the things that were, that were imposed on me by others. I started reminding myself that as much as everyone else needed attention, kindness, care, and help, I needed those things too. I needed to provide myself with something that no one else could give me, self-care. Self-care meant that I needed to also carve out time in my busy schedule for rest and relaxation or doing something that I enjoyed. Some people like reading, writing, exercise, watching TV, sleeping, whatever. For me, it was prayer and affirmations out loud. Some of my affirmations include, I forgive myself for mistakes or failures. Nobody's perfect. I learn and grow from my mistakes. I accept and love myself just the way God made me. I will be patient, empathetic, and kind to myself as well. I will do my best within the time I have available. I will confront my fears and commit to moving past them. I can be myself without fear of shame. I am just as important and valuable as the next person. Well, I also kept a gratitude journal of the people, things, and events for which I was thankful. It allowed me to focus on the positive things in my life, including my own accomplishments, while replacing negative thoughts and reducing stress. Another part of my self-care was to develop a holistic lifestyle that included mind, body, and soul. The first thing I did was to honor myself. Now, my faith tells me that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, you say, what does that mean? The Hebrew translation for fearfully means with great reverence and respect. Wonderfully translates to mean unique and set apart. What that means is that I have the power of the one with great reverence and respect within me who has made me unique and set me apart. And what does that mean? Well, it means, folks, that there is no one on this earth like me or you for that fact, even if you're an identical twin. It means that no one can do what I was made to do the way I was made to do it. We are all unique, and the world that we live in is impacted by our special presence in it. So if I have the power to impact the world, I want my influence to be uplifting, full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, 
gentleness, and self-control. Success for me came when I stopped buying into the lies, which are meant to tear us down, and start living the truth, which was meant to set us free. I now know the truth, and it has made a world of difference in how I treat myself, how I treat people, and how I allow other people to treat me. How do people treat you? The next thing I did for my self-care was to prioritize my health and well-being. I know that for some of us, adding yet another thing to do on our already overflowing to-do list may seem overwhelming. But making simple changes to diet and exercise can result in long-term benefits. For me, it was coffee. <laughs> I was one of those people who couldn't start the day without my cup of coffee. Then I went on a Daniel fast for 21 days where I only ate fruits, nuts, vegetables, and drank water. Two things came out of those 21 days. One, I realized just how much I needed water. And two, I realized just how much I didn't need coffee. <laughs> I found that I felt better eating healthy and avoiding caffeine as opposed to my morning cup of coffee and indulging in comfort food. Now, don't get me wrong. I still love mac and cheese, baked goods, and Starbucks, of course, but just not as often. And after I allow myself some comfort food or that occasional Starbucks, I usually look forward to eating lighter again because I feel so weighed down. But that was just for me. Maybe for you, health and well-being means getting more sleep or finding time to exercise, taking your medication regularly, or seeing a therapist. Whatever it means to you, make it a priority. And if you say you're going to do it, do it. The third thing I did for my self-care was to make time for simple pleasures, to lift my mood and keep me moving forward. I don't believe you always have to be looking for the next best thing, but I do believe in always working to be the best you. So for example, hug somebody or read the funny paper. I love reading the comics in the newspaper. It takes me back to a simpler time. I can relax, enjoy some hot water with lemon, and some, some of the comics are still pretty funny. Maybe you're more into today's simple pleasures, like a manicure pedicure or a facial. Call a positive thinking friend. Listen to classical music or ocean waves. Or one of my favorites, buy fresh flowers for your house, apartment, or room. It really does change the atmosphere. Smile at someone, or one of my all-time favorites, pay it forward. You never know who needs it. Let me briefly share with you when someone paid it forward to me. I was having an absolutely horrible day. Nothing was going right. I was overwhelmed with things to do and getting nothing done. I had just dropped off my daughter at her friend's house, and I was on my way home. I decided that I was going to allow myself one simple pleasure. So I stopped by Starbucks for a caramel frappuccino. I sat in the parking lot while I debated whether to spend my last $5 or so until payday to get a tall 
which in the real world is a small, and I went ahead and proceeded through the drive-thru. I ordered my drink, drove up to the window, prepared to hand the Starbucks employee the money, and the employee handed me the drink and said, have a great day, this one's on the house. I accepted the drink, thanked the employee, began to drive away from the window, and before I could leave the parking lot, I just started to boo-hoo all over the place. I was in my car, so I don't think anyone saw me, but I was looking for comfort in a $5 Frappuccino, and what I really needed was somebody, just somebody, to show me some form of love. And that simple act of kindness knocked me off my feet and brought me to tears because it was exactly what I needed. And so now when I pay it forward, I'm reminded of just how loved I felt when somebody did that for me. My fourth step in my self-care was to start with a simple plan. I realize it's sometimes difficult to get started with something new and sticking to it. I know it's that way for me. So here are a few things that I did and you can do too right now to get started on your self-care. Take a walk around the block. It'll give you some exercise, clear your mind, and give you some prayer and or positive affirmation time. I personally prefer to take a 15 minute walk with my video friends on YouTube, but you do whatever's best for you. Why not substitute a glass of water for your usual soda, tea, or coffee at mealtimes? It'll move you towards any health goals and help you develop a new habit of drinking water. It worked for me, and I can't say enough about how beneficial water is to healthy living. Try spending some quiet time, say 30 minutes, in prayer or meditation. For a spiritual person like me, this is where I find thankfulness, peace, and adoration for the one who loves me and has a purpose for my life. But you don't have to be spiritual to find rest, relaxation, and an inner mindfulness from prayer or meditation. Either way, the science shows that the result is a calmer person who gets better sleep, better focus, better memory, and reduced stress. Make something that you've never made before from a recipe or a set of instructions. Maybe make a fruit or vegetable smoothie or a recipe that you've always wanted to try. And it doesn't have to be food. I mean, you could also make or refurbish a piece of furniture. Maybe photography, painting, sculpting, writing, or journaling. Creating something new or different gives us control in an otherwise out of control life, allows us to focus on something positive, and you might even find your passion while creating that something new. The final step in my self-care was I learned to be my own best friend. Even the most confident person with the highest self-esteem who knows how to self-care can have low moments. As a single parent, we are constantly managing friends, family, finances, careers, and sometimes we just need to release some emotion. Remember my meltdown at Starbucks? When we have these moments, it's important to be in the moment when I was angry, scared, or felt like crying, I did it. 
but I didn't stay there. I felt it, I embraced it, and then I got moving again. And remember that being your own best friend doesn't mean you can't have that trusted friend or friends who you can vent to, who will be quick to listen, slow to speak, and never to judge. Just don't make that friend or friends the only people who can get you through those low moments. Practice being your own best friend and you too can find success in building your self-esteem and making time for self-care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Success in the Single Parent. I have enjoyed sharing with you my journey through self-care and self-esteem. Please subscribe to the podcast, invite other single parents to listen in, and tune in next time when I will share with you my journey through finances and money. Until next time, much success to you on your single parent journey.